Hello and welcome to another episode of the Absolute Undeletable Podcast. I'm your host, Thorsten George, VP of Corporate and Product Marketing at Absolute. In today's episode, we will be discussing the newly released Secure Endpoint version 7.2, and we will cover some of its exciting new capabilities that customers can take advantage of. Joining me today to discuss some of these capabilities is my colleague from Product Marketing, Niraj Anashatra. Niraj, welcome. Thanks for having me, Torsten. So to kick things off, Niraj, can you quickly highlight the key capabilities available with this release in a few words? Yes, definitely. The Absolute Secure Endpoint 7.20 release includes some exciting new capabilities as well as a number of enhancements to existing features. Most notable is the addition of a new report called the Web Subscriptions Report. Customers can utilize this report to gain an understanding of the return on investment they're getting from web applications they've subscribed to by comparing usage patterns with license expenses. They can then leverage this information to make budgetary decisions regarding renewals or license optimizations for the next fiscal or school year. The next item is the enhanced end-user messaging feature, which enables IT practitioners to send targeted messaging to end-users on-demand or on a schedule. This can be used to inform end-users of uh, an upcoming IT event, such as the deployment of the latest Windows patch, or to warn them of a policy breach, for example, such as uh, the violation of of a geofence, or to solicit feedback on device and network performance or recently received IT service. Additionally, we've also added 10 new applications to the application persistence library. These include apps within product categories such as endpoint protection, remote desktop management, vulnerability management, and zero trust network access, among others. And lastly, we've made some exciting upgrades to the Absolute Connector for ServiceNow to enable ServiceNow customers to gain real-time access to Absolute asset data and to run device actions directly from within their ServiceNow console. Well, that's that's a lot of uh, great stuff that we have uh, in this release. So let's go back to the first point that you mentioned, web subscription reports. Can you give us uh, a little more details? What are the capabilities here? What can customers do with that? What are the kind of the pain points it addresses? Yes, for sure. Now, with the advent of the software as a service subscription model, as well as the work and learn from anywhere era, There's a strong need for end users, whether they be employees or students, to have access to key resources on the go to remain productive regardless of where they're located. This has led to an explosion of subscriptions to web applications across organizations. Within the enterprise space, organizations use web tools for functions such as customer resource management, enterprise resource planning, communication, project management, and software development, to name a few. The average enterprise organization today has 110 web application subscriptions across their environment. And within the K-12 education space, given that Chromebooks uh, are the device of choice for for one-to-one device programs, web applications are used extensively for functions such as classroom management, content delivery, web filtering, as well as other educational tools. Now, this increase in the number of subscribed web applications makes it challenging for organizations to be able to assess the value they're getting from their subscriptions in order to make budgetary decisions for the future. Specifically, 
it's inefficient and time-consuming for IT to build and, and share individual reports for, for each of the numerous web applications that they have in their environment. Even when the reports are built and delivered to decision makers within the organization, consuming this information individually can be quite arduous and, and taxing as well. With this in mind, we've released a new absolute report called the Web Subscriptions Report for users to assess the return on investment that their organization is receiving from web application subscriptions in a more consolidated fashion. The report is an extension of the absolute web usage feature. And so a web usage policy must be active in order to make use of the report. Once the policy is activated, users can access the report by heading over to the report section of the absolute console and searching for web subscriptions. They'll then have to input information regarding the web applications they'd like to track. Specifically, this includes uh, items such as the name of the web application, license type, whether it be uh, per device, per user, or a site license, the license cost, the number of licenses, and the expected number of users for the application. Once this information is provided, IT admins can then track the return on investment periodically through the report by comparing the usage patterns, and license expenditure for each specific application. The report can seamlessly be exported or shared to other absolute admins or decision makers within your organization, either on demand or, or on a schedule. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, my old company, I was responsible for managing some of the web subscription, and I know how painful it is to kind of gather information to make sure that licenses are utilized and, and often you have to do manual steps to calculate this. So this seems to be a really great new capability. So for our audience so that they can kind of visualize in their head uh, what this means, can you kind of share a few use cases or scenarios how enterprises or school district may be able to use this web subscription report? Yes, certainly. Now, within the K-12 education space, um, there's extra scrutiny for, for school districts to justify how they spend money that they've acquired from public funding programs, such as the U.S. CARES Act, uh, and to request for additional funding for, for the next school year and beyond. Uh, districts need to report to a school board or, or an application approval committee to prove that the educational resources that they've su subscribed to uh, are actually providing the value to students, teachers, and staff in order to boost learning outcomes. This report is a useful tool for school districts to utilize when they're engage, engaging in such discussions. In addition, school districts and enterprise organizations run annual or semi-annual budgetary reviews to monitor the return on investment of their web application subscriptions to make renewal uh, and license optimization decisions for the next school or fiscal year. Specifically, IT and decision makers are required to identify possible areas of optimization by comparing apps that serve similar purposes. So for example, within the enterprise space, this could be OneDrive and Dropbox, for example. Or when there's a clear discrepancy between the number of acquired licenses and the number of users actually utilizing the application. In such cases, it can of course be beneficial to the organization to, to either drop applications or, or licenses that may be redundant or, or not being utilized. The report can also be used to alert IT whenever license buffers that they've established are below a certain minimum threshold. Now, typically, 
IT teams maintain these license buffers uh, for certain critical applications to be able to deploy them to new users on demand whenever it's required. The web subscriptions report is an extension of the Absolute web usage feature available to customers subscribed to the Absolute Resilience service tier. Wow, I really love the idea to go beyond just looking at usage and adoption and, and really now tying it back to what impact it has on the business because we obviously have to pay for these licenses. So that, that's, that's an amazing new capabilities. Uh, that's really great. So uh, let's move on to kind of the next thing that you had uh, mentioned. And, and I think you referenced absolute end user messaging. Can you talk about that in a bit more detail? We've made some considerable enhancements to the absolute end user messaging feature to make it easier for IT to be able to seamlessly send on-demand communications to end users or to solicit feedback from them. The issue with traditional communication tools such as Slack or, or email is that they can easily be disabled, tampered with, or could experience downtime. During a ransomware attack, for example, one of the first components that a threat actor would look to disable is the organization's email system to make recovery efforts more difficult and increase the pain that's felt and the impact uh, on the organization. In such scenarios of heightened risk, IT requires a tool that they can rely on to be able to send targeted instructions to end users to help limit the spread of the infection. In addition to reliability, they also need to be assured that the messages are, are actually being read and to ensure engagement from end users. Oftentimes, emails and other tools may result in, in low click rates, response, and adoption. So in situations of heightened risk, they may not be the most reliable form of communication. IT can leverage end user messaging to send swift and seamless notifications to end users with increased reliability and certainty of engagement. They can leverage pre-built message templates or create their own custom messages using a configurable message editor. They can also utilize custom device fields to dynamically highlight specific device data points that are available through absolute reports or to capture information from end users to be displayed through the absolute console. Messages can be delivered to the end user's device as a pop window or in full screen mode to ensure that the end user reads and acknowledges the message. The feature can be utilized in a few different scenarios, including to inform end users of an upcoming IT event, such as the deployment of a critical Windows patch or new application version, or to warn them whenever an IT policy has been violated. So for example, this could be, uh, say, the bre breaching of a geofence or, or the use of an uncertified application, such as uh, a BitTorrent client, for example, uh, or potentially um, wh when there's unsafe online activity as well. Alternatively, IT may need to create and run regular surveys to solicit qualitative feedback from, from end users uh, regarding device and network performance or, or recently received IT services. End user messaging is supported cross-platform on Windows, Mac, and Chromebook devices, and is available for customers subscribed to the Absolute Control or Absolute Resilience service tiers. Well, that, that sounds really amazing. I mean, <laughs> I recall I, I talked two weeks ago with the CSO and kind of talked about ransomware and their preparedness, and he had shared with me that they created email templates to communicate in case that they ever 
newcomer in that tech to the end users. And when I kind of pointed out that, well, email systems most likely won't work at that time, he completely turned pale, kind of realized that there was a flaw in their thinking. And so having this type of capability, this always on connection into the device and being able to push messages straight onto the device and and have it in front of the end user seems to be amazing. And especially as you mentioned, it's not just pushing messages, but potentially bi-directional, meaning collecting information from the end user, asking them for their input. So that's that sounds quite an enhancement over what we offered in the past. So that's that's great news. So what other kind of enhancements does this release offer? Yeah mention a couple of things, but what what is the next thing that, that you want to address here? We've also expanded the application persistence library by adding 10 new modules. Absolute application persistence helps our customers strengthen security applications that they have invested in and, and deployed across their device fleets. Uh, now, applications that rely on agents that are running on the operating system layer uh, fail fairly regularly, and there could be a number of reasons for this. A um, couple of them include the likes of, um, say, users either intentionally or unintentionally removing the critical applications from, from their devices, uh, malicious insiders or hackers disabling the uh, mission-critical applications to bypass security controls. Um, during, say, the re-imaging process of a device um, or after the re-imaging uh, of a device, uh, the software uh, is not no longer installed or it's not, is not reinstalled essentially. Um, and lastly, critical files being corrupted when new third-party applications are either installed or updated. The customers can leverage application persistence policies to automate the self-healing of critical applications such as unified endpoint management, endpoint protection, VPN, zero trust network access or ZTNA, as well as data loss prevention tools, to name a few. With this release, we've added 10 new applications to the library, and these include the likes of BlackBerry Silence Protect, Cisco Umbrella, Ericom ZT Edge, Kaseya Agent, Spark Cognition EPP, Utopic Persistent, FireEye Endpoint Security, Malwarebytes Endpoint Agent, Rapid7 Insight Agent, and the Ivanti Neurons Agent as well. Wow, 10 new application modules. Wow. I mean, the, the number, the, the range of our library is growing tremendously. So that's that's great in itself. But I mean, for, for those in, in the audience that are kind of interested in how, how to configure and activate these application persistence modules, how can this be done? Yeah, so absolute users can can access the application persistence library through the the policies area of the absolute console. They'll have to select the specific policy group on which to configure and activate the feature. Um, absolute visibility as well as control customers can activate a report only policy to to monitor the application's health, while resilience customers uh, can activate repair as well as reinstall policies to automatically remediate the application whenever failures may occur. Oh, that's that's amazing. I mean, I, I like that even visibility customers can take advantage at least looking at their application health. Obviously, for, for the uh, resilience customers being able to repair and reinstall these applications, 
it's even more powerful. It's that self-healing capability that kicks in. So um, anything else? Is there any other thing that, that our audience should be aware of in this release that, that really would help them in their day-to-day -day operations? Uh, yes, indeed. There's actually one other meaty enhancement that, that we're proud of and, and that we recently made available. Um, and that is an enhancement to the AppSuite connector for ServiceNow. Through the connector, AppSuite customers who also have a subscription to, to ServiceNow can gain real-time access to absolute source of truth asset data and take targeted actions directly from their instance of ServiceNow. This is particularly useful when users have either out-of-date or inaccurate data in, in their CMDB. The specific device actions that can be executed include freezing a device, unfreezing a device, running a custom script or, or pre-built one that is part of the, the absolute reach library, as well as unenrolling a device whenever required. Through this enhancement, we're offering customers enhanced interoperability to manage devices through the IT service management tool of their choice. Wow, so, well, from what I hear here, it's uh, there's a lot of practical value for uh, absolute customers if they turn this connector on um, to really take advantage of, of all these scripts that we have. Now they can do it from within uh, ServiceNow, wow, that's that's quite a big uh, step forward. So thank you, Niraj, for providing some of the highlights of this uh, latest Secure Endpoint release 7.20. And of course, a big thank you to our audience for listening in. If you're interested to find out more details, please refer to the product release notes within the Absolute Console, or check out the release summary posted on the Absolute website in the product release update section under products. And we definitely look forward to connecting with you on yet another episode in the near future. So all the best and have a nice day.